Hi everyone, I'm Ken Anderson. Welcome to this edition of the Southern Sports Legends Audio Podcast. We're an audio podcast on a regular basis. We have a YouTube video channel. You'll see videos of many of our interviews from the audio podcast. So hope you'll go to the YouTube channel, Southern Sports Legends, as well as listen to our audio podcast and hope you'll enjoy. And I really think you will if you're a Southern sports fan, college sports in particular, because we are all about having great conversations and walks down memory lane with our Southern sports legends and Southern sports heroes. That's what we're all about at SSL. And I hope you will come back often to the audio podcast and the YouTube channel. And as we all say, hope you will like, share, follow, subscribe, all of that kind of stuff. And I think you will enjoy the conversations. You'll know our guests. You'll know their careers, their stats, and all of that. But I guarantee you, in the course of the conversations, you'll hear stories and memories that you probably have never heard before. So that's what we're all about, and hope you will watch and listen to Southern Sports Legends. And we want you to be a part of this experience as well. So if you have a Southern Sports Legend that you have followed your entire career, your entire life, just shoot us an email, southernsportslegends at gmail.com. Give us your hero's name and maybe some memories that you might have of their careers and we will make all efforts to try to contact them and set up a good conversation walking down memory lane with your Southern sports hero so you can have a personal connection with Southern sports legends. Now, on this edition of our SSL podcast conversations, we will walk down memory lane with one of the Kentucky Wildcat basketball legends from the 1990s, Jeff Shepard. Jeff was a tremendous six foot three shooting guard back 1993 through 98. And what a magical college basketball career. Jeff played on three Final Four teams at UK. He won two national championships at UK under two different head coaches, Rick Pitino in 1996, Tubby Smith in 98. 1998, that 97-98 season was Tubby's first year as head coach at UK. And 98 was also Jeff's senior college basketball season. And talking about wrapping up a magical career with icing on the cake. 98, they go to the Final Four, win the national championship, and Jeff Shepard is named the most outstanding player of that 1998 Final Four. What a way to wrap up a magical college basketball career. And Jeff Shepard is one of the good guys in college sports. In 2009, this is one of our archived interviews. 2009, we had a great chance to sit down with Jeff and have a great conversation walking down memory lane and reliving his memories of his playing days at the University of Kentucky. And joining us live on this week's show from Lexington KY is Jeff Shepard. You'll remember that name, former All-SEC basketball player from the University of Kentucky in the late 1990s. And this guy has the distinction of being on three Kentucky teams that went to three straight national championship games. 1996, they beat Syracuse in the championship game. 97, they lost to Arizona. And 98, they won it again, beating Utah in San Antonio. So Jeff Shepard has two national championship rings. He's been to three national championship games. So this guy is very familiar with the Final Four in March Madness. Jeff, let's go back to your first time. 1996, you beat Syracuse in the national championship game. Give me your memories of that Final Four in that game. Well, it was our first national championship. We had a lot of pressure on our team in 1996 to win. We had a team that was just loaded with talent, and we had a coach in Rick Pitino that was 
the probably the best coach in college basketball that had never won a national championship. So coach individually had a lot of pressure on him, and we had uh, just a tremendous season. We had been in the you know top four teams in the in the country the whole year. We only had two losses, uh, one early in the season to UMass, and then one in the finals of the SEC tournament to Mississippi State. So we were uh, we were one of the favorites to win the tournament. And so when we won, there was a bit of relief, uh, but definitely a lot of celebration for us to finally win a championship after Kentucky had been on probation in the, the late 80s and and to come off of probation for Coach Patino to rebuild the program and finally get back to the pinnacle that all the Kentucky fans demand and expect that national championship. Jeff Wall on that team in the 1996 season. I sat on the bench. <laughs> no, I got to play a little bit. I was the backup shooting guard for, for Tony Delk, and Tony Delk was the MVP of the 96 Final Four and had just a tremendous season. And, uh, but we all played a considerable part. Uh, no individual on the 96 championship team played more than 26 minutes a game. And if you remember those Kentucky teams back then, we used to press full court trap the, the whole game. And so it took a lot of energy uh, on from us, but it took a lot of energy out of our opponents. And we really had the ability to turn the other team over and get easy baskets and easy three-point shots. And so we all played a lot. The next year you actually redshirt. You sit out 96-97. The Cats go back to the Final Four. You lose the national championship game to Arizona. The next year, your senior season, you come back. And you're under a brand new head coach. First year head coach Tubby Smith comes in. But you guys go back to the Final Four. You win another national championship game beating Utah in San Antonio. And you're named the most outstanding player in that Final Four, which, Jeff, that had to climax a Cinderella of a senior season for you in 1998. Well, we had to immediately deal with a coaching transition as Coach Patino left to go to the Boston Celtics and our athletic director at the time, C.M. Newton, uh, came and talked to us and told us that he was pursuing Tubby Smith. And we were excited about Coach Smith because he was had been at Kentucky as an assistant coach. We had played against his Georgia teams and knew how hard-nosed and competitive they were and had a lot of respect for Coach Smith. So when he got to campus at UK, uh, he immediately made uh, uh, a lot of strides to build the unity of our team by getting to know us, and we had a short time to accomplish a, a very big goal. And we had a veteran team with some seniors and juniors who had a lot of experience playing in the SEC, but also playing in the NCAA tournament and the Final Four. So that's the transition that we had to make, and Coach Smith did a wonderful job of, of making that transition. But as we got into the beginning of the season, we were playing good, but not great. We uh, were able to win some close games and, and, you know, lose a few games as well early in the season. But the last game we lost was to Ole Miss at Rupp Arena. And after we lost that game, we, we really had a heart-to-heart -heart meeting with, with everybody on the team. And we all got on the same page. And we made a phenomenal run through the SEC tournament and then on to the NCAA tournament. 
and just it was a classic of, example of a, a team that had a nice assembly of talent, but a phenomenal attitude and togetherness that, that helped us to, to win a national championship for the University of Kentucky. Jeff, your memories of the championship game against Utah, the Final Fours down in San Antonio that year. You scored 16 points in the championship game. You, you win the Most Outstanding Player Award of the Final Four that year. Uh, you're down by 10 at halftime, as I remember, and then that was the, the largest deficit for anyone to overcome to finally come back and win a game in the national championship. Uh, your memories of that game, how it went? Well, we were searching for a nickname in 1998 because all the great teams in Kentucky basketball history have these catchy nicknames, the Fiddlin' Five and Rupp's Runts and Unforgettables. And so we got down in all those games on purpose, Ken, so that <laughs> we could make those comebacks and the Kentucky fans would remember us as the comeback cats. Uh, but, you know, in all seriousness, we we seem to always find ourselves down in these games, especially uh, the regional finals against Duke, the semifinals against Stanford, and there we were against Utah in the final game, and sure enough, down 10 points going into halftime. But a story that sticks in my mind that I remember so vividly is uh, Coach Smith explaining his vision, what he saw as both teams, Utah and Kentucky, ran off the floor to go to their locker room at halftime because he saw a Utah team that was tired and carried themselves in a way that it, he said looked like they were the team that was losing by 10 points. And he saw a Kentucky team that ran off the floor with some excitement, with our head up, and we hustled off the floor like we had the momentum and we were winning by 10 points. And so that story kind of says it all about our team. Even though we were down by 10 points and in a very difficult situation to have to make a comeback in the championship game, uh, we didn't care. You know, our, our attitude and our mindset was we're going to come back and we're going to win the game, and we were able to do that. And as simple as that sounds, it's, it's very hard to execute, and it takes a great coach and a great coaching staff and a great team chemistry, and things clicking at the right time for us in 1998, and that's why we were able to, to pull that game out and, and bring the championship home to Lexington. Visiting live with uh, Jeff Shepard, uh, former All-ACC basketball player at the University of Kentucky, live from Lexington, KY this week. And uh, there's some great video of you bear-hugging Tubby Smith after that uh, championship game win. Uh, so you've obviously now, you've won two national championships under two different head coaches, Rick Pitino and Tubby Smith. Give me your thoughts playing under both of those legendary coaches. Uh, what's the difference in their coaching styles and how they dealt with their players? Well, first of all, I'm so fortunate to be able to learn the game of basketball uh, from those two leaders and coaches, but also learn a little bit about the game of life from those two coaches and leaders. And there's so many lessons that now as a, as a father and a uh, a business person that I can apply to my life and that, that I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, on the basketball court, you know, Coach Patino is a phenomenal motivator and, and has a, a track record of, of taking programs and, and, and building programs and, 
Coach Patino, I guess, could motivate you with his words to to make you run through a brick wall for him. Coach Smith was a little bit different in that he he motivated motivated us through a relationship. You know, he really built a relationship with his players so that we would run through a brick wall for Coach Smith even if he didn't say anything. And I can remember practices late in the season in our 1998 season when Coach Smith wouldn't say much at all. He would just be putting a game strategy together and his assistant coaches would be leading practice. And uh, the energy and the effort and the enthusiasm was still there. He didn't have to yell and scream at us. Um, Cotino took the opportunity, though, to yell and scream at us whenever he could. But uh, obviously both very successful coaches, great motivators, and once again I just am so blessed and fortunate to be able to uh, play and sit and learn uh, under those two head coaches. Uh, Jeff, so you wrap up your college career with uh, two national championship rings in your pocket. You're pretty much on top of the world. Uh, give us your career path uh, right out of college for the next several years. Well, went to the NBA and played there for the Atlanta Hawks. And I tell everybody that I scored 40 points for the Atlanta Hawks. Of course, that's not in one game. That's in my career. So I had a short-lived career with the Atlanta Hawks, playing uh, one season with them. And then I played three seasons over in Italy. Had a, a, a great time playing basketball over there. Came home after the uh, September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. Came home and, and stopped playing basketball. Didn't, didn't really want to, but thought that that was uh, uh, something that I needed to do. We just had a, a baby girl, our, our daughter that was born. And, and so uh, it was time for me to transition into the, the next area of my life. Jeff, I want to know about your heroes real quick as we kind of wrap up here. Uh, I was a high school basketball junkie myself in the state of Arkansas. And, uh, you know, growing up, I'm a lot older than you, but my heroes were guys like Jerry West in the NBA and Walt Frazier and Earl the Pearl Monroe and uh, in college, Pistol Pete Maravich and the Bill Walton UCLA days and guys like that. Uh, when you were growing up in those early junior high and high school days, or who were some of your basketball heroes? Well, in sixth grade, our school teacher came into our class and asked us to write a paper. And we had to title the paper, If We Could Trade Places With Anybody in the World, Who Would It Be? And in my paper, I wrote, I would trade places with Larry Bird and play for the Boston Celtics. Uh, but first, I wrote in my paper, I want to play for the University of Kentucky in the Final Four. And so I was able to live out my dream to play at the University of Kentucky in a Final Four. I never got to play for the Boston Celtics, but I did get to play against the Boston Celtics. As a matter of fact, I got to play against a Rick Pitino-coached Boston Celtics team. And I got to play for my hometown, uh, Atlanta Hawks. And so it was a, a very neat experience. And, but Larry Bird was, was my guy. That's who I loved watching play. Uh, of course, Michael Jordan was a, a phenomenal, um, you know, player as I was in high school and in college, and we all watched and got to see him win so many championships at, at, in Chicago. Um, but Larry Bird was, was probably at the top of my list.
Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of the SSL Podcast, a great walk down memory lane with a Kentucky Wildcat basketball legend from the 1990s, Jeff Shepard. Some great memories, great thoughts about his college basketball career in 1993 through 98 in Lexington, KY. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Southern Sports Legends Podcast. Remember, we are also a YouTube video channel. Just go to YouTube, search Southern Sports Legends channel, and you will see the video of many of our archived audio podcast interviews on the YouTube channel. So please do that. And if you like what you see and or hear, we would really appreciate you liking, following, subscribing, sharing, all of that kind of stuff. We are a Facebook page as well. So all we're trying to do is just share with you and keep the history of life of many of our Southern sports legends. So I hope you enjoy. Let us know if you do. Southern sports legends at gmail.com is our email address. And again, as we always say, want you to be a part of this experience. If you have a Southern sports legend or hero that you've followed your entire life, you'd love to hear a good conversation with them walking down memory lane. Just shoot us an email at that address, southernsportslegends at gmail.com with your hero's name and some of your memories. We'll try to make contact with your hero and have a good audio podcast interview with them, uh, reliving some of the memories of your favorite Southern sports hero. So hope you'll be a part. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time on Southern Sports Legends. Mm-hmm.